This is Father Drew Curry from Most Precious Blood Parish in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And Father Matthew Coonan from St. Henry and St. Therese Parishes here in Fort Wayne as well. And we are here to open up with you the Sunday Word, looking at our upcoming Gospel, first chapter of John, 35 through 42. So this is after the prologue, uh, latter part of the first chapter, and it's where John identifies Jesus as the Lamb of God. And so it says that John is there with two of his disciples. He says, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he said and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and you will see. So they went and saw where Jesus was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John and followed Jesus. He first found his own brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. Then he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, so your father Andrew... Andrew's here. That's right. Bringing his brother Peter, the rock, to Jesus. That's right. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew's pretty important, I guess. You know, we don't really talk about him that much like this, but his nickname is the Proto-Apostle. He is the first apostle. Andrew's, the name means manly. I know that. And I live that, actually. You live it, too. <laughs> besides the translation of Andrew meaning manly, um, but so the proto-apostle. Yeah. Oh, because he was the apostle to his apostle? Yeah, brother. I mean, basically, I don't know exactly why they didn't put John as the proto-apostle, but they kind of say... You mean the John the baptizer, you mean? No, John the uh, evangelist. Yeah. the other Because it was Andrew and John that, that were, were there. disciples of John the Baptist. He points the way to Jesus, and Andrew and John start following Jesus. But for some reason, Andrew gets the nickname Proto-Apostle, probably because John the John the Evangelist is called the Beloved, the Evangelist, mm-hmm. the one whom Jesus loved. So Yeah, so, I mean, it's interesting. So, James and John, sons of Zebedee, right? Fishermen. Yep. They worked in collaboration with Simon and Andrew, Andrew. Yep. right? And so, they're all like buddies and they work together and then he got John and Andrew are like always going off listening to John the Baptist I mean do you think that the brothers were back home like man those lazy bums we're here casting nets and they're off listening to the baptizer again so I wonder if like Andrew came to Peter and Peter's like here we go again (laughs) Messiah huh (laughs) well I mean uh, I'm not a scripture scholar per se but I would be willing to bet that Peter and John were not up at the Sea of Galilee fishing because they're this is okay. like this is kind of more in the area of Jerusalem. Okay, so, so it's down. So down. they're all kind of down there, probably with crowds and crowds of people for some other reason to see John the Baptist. Okay. I mean, that's basically what they're, they're all down there, and I think this also testifies to the fact that there were there were people in Israel that really believed the Messiah was coming, and so. When they and they thought potentially John the Baptist was him, so you have people like Peter, Andrew, James, and John who are diehard following John the Baptist, and they're down there. So, but Andrew and John just happened to be there, 
standing next to John the Baptist, which also shows how awesome they are because they're with John the Baptist. Yes, I mean, but we don't necessarily know if, <laughs> if James and Peter were there listening to John a lot. They might have just gone for a little bit, or the fishing was better down by the Dead Sea. <laughs> oh, wait, no, the Dead Sea is dead. Yeah, I mean, so, they could have been fishing. They could have been fishing anywhere, really. All right, so let's 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 digest from this and go back to uh, speaking about apostleship. Then, so again, yeah. so Peter brought to um, Christ through Andrew, uh, Andrew and John directed to Christ from John the Baptist. Yeah. So, um, firstly, I think it's important for us to recognize that we all come to know Jesus Christ through other people, hmm. and so there, there should be a sense of humility there, like whoa. Christ is proclaimed to me by someone through actions and words in some way, whether it's John just kind of signaling it out and like, whoa, and then I take the steps or Peter getting grabbed on the arm by his manly brother, Andrew, <laughs> drawing him over saying, hey man, this is the Messiah and you got to see this guy. This is amazing. So we all need persons to uh, draw us to the Lord. Uh, I think that's, that's an important thing because sometimes as well, I think... Uh, some of our Protestant brothers and sisters perhaps uh, focus so much on the personal relationship with Jesus Christ, which we all need a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. At the same time, we need to recognize, though, that nobody is an island out there where you just all of a sudden come to knowledge of Christ on your own. Like, no. Even us, it's through the Gospels, it's through the Apostles' witnesses, but specifically, even more closely, individuals in my life that have helped draw me to the Lord. And uh, just to have a super sense of gratitude, I think, Firstly, yeah, I think we should probably all look back at the last several years or maybe even decades to think about what were some of the major times where we grew in our faith and who helped us do that. I yeah. Mean, and and who walked with us. I mean, I suppose, too, we think about the body of Christ mutually beneficial, right? A lot yeah. of times, too. So there's, I suppose, that we could talk about an initial evangelization point, you know, so like certain individuals that, yeah, bring us to. Perhaps a lot of us cradle Catholics, it was just simply in the home you know, that we are yeah. introduced to Christ through Catholic school and everything was just always there. But also, yeah, so what you're saying is even in different stages of our life where there's people who continue to help guide us, help us to learn even more about Christ as we continue that journey yeah. throughout our life. Yeah, I guess the idea would be people who want to grow deeper in their faith are going to definitely need people along those paths. I mean, so when you turn 18... A lot of times it's really helpful to have someone who's around your age that you have some type of a correspondence with in, in your in your lifestyle or being that where you're like, hey, this person is, is a, a wonderful person and they're following Christ in a deeper way than me. I want to be like that. Yeah, um, so someone that you can relate with. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. as well, yeah, different stages of your life. There's different challenges, different uh, opportunities to, to yeah. grow. And I would say too, I mean, even as a... Priest. I mean, as a young person thinking about being a priest, I needed people that were also thinking about being priests. To, so mm -hmm. for me, for me to realize, like, oh, I wouldn't be alone following Christ as a priest. Oh, these people are fun. Oh, these people are intelligent. Oh, they're good at sports. Like people that I was around when I was in my early twenties. Yeah, I think what's cool about that too is just mentioning. Therefore, going back to the. Gospel passage where they go and they begin to follow Jesus, right? So he's signaled out to them. They begin to follow him. What are you looking for? Where are you staying? Come and you'll see. Boom, boom. Continue to follow him. Stay with him that day. So there's this continued trajectory 
where discipleship is this movement towards the Lord to staying with Him to remaining with Him. And so uh, that's something that happens in different ways as we go through different points of our life. So, but just what about also just the call in general that the Lord's calling all of us to be His disciples? The Again, He gets to us in different ways, but we need to recognize that He wants you to be drawn to Him. He wants to call you and he wants you to have a specific mission. So we look at Simon Peter, right? So Kepha, Cephas, that he receives that name, you know, because he's got a specific mission. But really, all of us have a specific, unique mission. Not to be the rock, you know, not to be the Blessed Virgin Mary, right? But we all have, they have the very exalted roles and essential roles for all of us too. St. John, evangelist, right? But for all of us, we do have a specific call. And so I think that's another uh, cool thing to kind of recognize that Christ is calling you. So it's not just like you're this anonymous kind of person following off in the peripheries, watching him do stuff, hmm. but it's actually this close staying with him and he is giving you a specific mission as well, a specific call. Yeah, so I think the idea there is the Lord is calling you to himself to be a disciple, to learn more. And we also need to be to we need to realize that and also realize that we need people along the way that are going to help uh, point us in the right direction toward, towards Christ and to point us deeper. Yeah. So one simple thing for suggestion that I would say is I, I thought someone told me, <laughs> I was asking about, you know, the Chosen series. We spoke about that. And maybe we even talked about this already. But uh, maybe I was talking to Father Budzinski and we were just talking about the Chosen uh, video series on the life of Jesus Christ and the first season was was really well done the eight or so episodes that they were and I was speaking about how you know it can be a very moving thing to watch and I'm like what's the goal what's the goal of this and I think that he said that the goal of the people making it like producing it they like we want people to read the gospels mm. <laughs> we want this to be an introduction to people to be drawn in to want to read the gospels and so that's just something simply I would uh, say for today, you know, if we're supposed to, hey, behold the Lamb of God, we're supposed to have to follow Him, hey, come and come and see, uh, that we especially find Him in the Gospels. And so choose one of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. We all know Matthew's the best, because that's my patron saint name. Um, John is a very readable Gospel uh, as well. A lot of them are. I mean, really, they all are. So uh, Luke's got a lot of the parables uh, in it. Matthew's got the Sermon on the Mount, chapters 5 through 7. Uh, Mark's kind of the more concise one, but uh, but just choose one of the Gospels uh, and read through it, uh, and then actually read all four of them <laughs> eventually. But uh, but to start to learn to know the Lord, we need to be reading His Word, uh, specifically the Gospels. So, uh, behold the Lamb of God; He's coming to you. He's with us as well in the Eucharist, uh, but also through His sacred words. So, uh, read one of the Gospels this week. May God bless you all. 